Hi, you're listening to the mess. No, <laughs> take it again. Hi, this is Judy Carter. I'm here with my buddy Jason Medberry, and you are listening to the Power of Purpose, where we explore how creative people like yourself. I know you guys are all creative listening to this. You're comics, you're writers, you got my book, The New Comedy Bible, and you want to know how can you make a living doing what you love doing? Mm. Because isn't, isn't that the truth, Jason? It's like, if I could only do what I love doing, if yeah. I could just make a living doing comedy, if I could get that screenplay published, mm -hmm. I'm going to be, wait for it, wait for it, happy. Yeah. That's right? A, uh, that, that, that's a slippery slope right there when you start thinking like that. If only, if only when, just when I get to X, then I'll have Y, that kind of thinking. It can be real dangerous for people. Oh, yeah, because I am pursuing right now um, a project I am extremely passionate about. Mm. I, a lot of you know I've, I've, uh, um, I've talked about this. It started as I really want to get out my story. Yeah. Um, uh, a one-person show, right? Mm. One woman show, I guess, in my case. Mm. And, um, and this is my passion project. Like, I, I was going... I was crossing the street the other day, and I almost got hit by a car. I go, no, I've got to get, I've got to do this show. I've got to do this show. <laughs> I've done this all this stuff. Like, it can't end with me getting ran over in a in a crosswalk. No, because my last words would be shit. Yeah, that show. <laughs> this is my passion. Mm -hmm. So, so I I did the show, Jason. Yes. It's it. I've been working on it for over three years. Mm -hmm. um, it's been very difficult because, as we all know, when you tell your story, it can be narcissistic. Yep. It can be like, "Wow, this is like a lot of drivel." This is well, <laughs> you know. And then you, and then I, and then I did this, and then I did this. But where's the story? Mm -hmm. um, how will I connect with people? Can it be funny? So, right, all of that stuff. So then we think, well. Judy, you did it. You should be happy, right? Yeah. So I want to talk about that. I really want to talk about this, this thing that we do where we go, if I do what I am here on earth to do, like many of you know that, don't you? Mm. You know what I'm talking about, Jason. You know in yeah. your heart of hearts that I am here to express my talent. I am here because, you know... Um, I have that book in me. I have that memoir in me. I have that play in me. I, you know, I got to do stand up. I want to be, you know, paid to do stand up. I, I, I want to get out there. Mm -hmm. And when I do that, I'll be, that's when I'll be happy. So I just want to tell, and, and this is, I'm, this is going to, I think this podcast is really about what does it mean to be happy? Mm -hmm. And what place does happiness have in the creative process? Yeah. Okay. So doing this play, I've never been so miserable, <laughs> so tortured mm. in my life. Yeah. I'm talking about levels of anxiety of throwing up, mm -hmm. 
levels of anxiety of um, of that kind of um, well, I'm prone to anxiety attacks, mm. but I'm take I'm I'm talking about even sometimes I've had to medicate myself, um, and why would that be if I'm doing that thing that supposedly is supposed to make you happy? Mm. And I've had some realizations that I'd like to share with everybody because I know a lot of you. Um, might equate being miserable with failure. Mm. And and I really want to like shift people's heads about this because if you are doing what you think you're supposed to do and it's making you miserable and your next thought is, well, I guess I'm not supposed to be doing this, you're wrong. Yeah. You, do, do you understand what I'm saying, mm-hmm. Jason? Right? It's like, it's like, if I am struggling, if the words aren't flowing, if it's not flowing, mm-hmm. then there's something wrong with what I'm doing, and that's total bullshit. Mm-hmm. This is the message I want to give to people, that the creative process is not a process that particularly makes people happy, yeah. okay? And that if you are unhappy, Doing what you think is your passion, and you're going to make that jump to go, well, then I guess that means I am not supposed to be doing this. You are wrong. Mm. However, if you're struggling, your happiness level, and this is what they, I've researched this about happiness, that it's directly in proportion to how much you have suffered and worked on something. Mm. So, for instance, let's just say I smoke a joint and I'm happy. Okay, (laughs) right? That took no effort. Oh, shit, I had to light it, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm happy. Well, that happiness is extremely Mm short-lived because it was too easy. But if you put, like, years into working on something and you keep getting shut down, you keep getting shut down, you can't get it to work... You're up at 3 a.m. in the morning going, maybe this will work. I got it. I got it. And maybe like, okay, a little happiness. And then you go try and go, it doesn't work. Shit, back at the bottom, back at the bottom, back at the bottom. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I stuck with it over three years. Spent a fortune in like getting people to help me. Mm -hmm. And I finally, we had a reading of it. And it's called The Death to Find Escape from a Jewish Family. And it worked. Mm. And there's such a sense of, for a moment, of, oh, my God. <laughs> I did that. Yeah. I did it. It was I worth it. I did it. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know if it was worth it. It's, it. Those questions don't even come to my head because I'm obsessed. And mm. you all know when you have a life work, it's something you have to do. And then it becomes, and now what? And now how do I get it to the next level? And now I'm back at the bottom with a a lot of issues, problems. How do I find a theater company who wants to produce it? How do I, how do I get the next level done? And, and I just started to realize that can we be happy 
in the process. And, and one thing that I feel has really, really helped me in this process is knowing that it's a struggle. And mm -hmm. sometimes if you just go, okay, just because it's a struggle doesn't mean it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Right? Does does that does this all make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it does. I'm just uh, rambling on. <laughs> well, I, I would say one of the big things is is it comes down to your definition of happy because sometimes people think happy is like value based. It's like, you know, uh, one thing that that we've talked about before is like that that feeling of accomplishment when you've got a lot done during the day and you're exhausted and you've got that almost like flu-like symptom at the end of the day where your <laughs> body is completely sort of ravaged from the just from the sheer amount of work you've put in, but you actually accomplished a ton of stuff. So you put your head on your pillow and you go, yeah, this is, you know, I earned this sleep. I earned this. I showed up today and I made stuff happen. To some people, that's not happy. That's that's just a different form of misery. But for people like us who are like sort of work centric kind of people, that is a level of happiness where it's it's a, it's a level of satisfaction that we that we agree with. You know, one thing about if you're miserable in the process, I think there's a there's a difference between you doing things you don't want to do and suffering. You know, if you're suffering, then yeah, maybe you're like suffering means like, like at a day job. You mean like yeah, exactly. This is not like, what I want to do. I'm getting chewed out because mm -hmm. I put this file in the wrong folder, yeah. and now I'm being chewed out, and I don't need this shit. What exactly. am I doing? You okay. know, suffering, okay. suffering for the sake of of you know. The thing I'm doing isn't what I want to do. I'm not doing, I don't feel like I'm accomplishing anything. I feel, you know, aimless, all that kind of stuff. That's a level of suffering that makes you change direction. I think what you're talking about is the, just the, the brutality, I guess you could say, of creative work. There are a lot of processes, especially right now with your live show. Because anyone who's ever had to put on anything live knows about that crunch between the last time you're sitting in front of your computer and the time when you actually show up and the lights come up. That time space is brutal. You probably do a thousand times more work in the week leading up to a show than you did in the last five weeks preparing for that show. Because there's just so much stuff that you have to do. And it's torment. It's brutal. It You feel like you're never going to get all the tasks done because every task leads to seven more tasks. And a lot of those tasks are not interesting, fun things. They're just brutal, grinding work that just has to get done. <laughs> and that's, that's the kind of quote-unquote suffering you want to be having. You want to have that, that I, yes, I'm doing, this is a passion project and there's a lot of stuff I have to do and it all sucks, but I'm going to just grind it out and do it because I'm, go, I'm, I'm, I have purpose. I'm going in a direction that I want to go in. When you're aimless and you don't know where you want to go or you don't have a project and that kind of stuff, then it's suffering. And when it's suffering, you want to stay away from that. That's when you need to change direction. But when you're dealing with the brutal blows of, of following your passion, you should be embracing that. I don't consider that unhappiness. I consider that the, a part of the game. Yeah, I I went to a psychic yesterday. Okay, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And I didn't tell him anything. I didn't tell him my last name, he said. And at the end of it, I mean, he he 
he talks to dead people. I'll, okay. I'm not going to get into it on this podcast, but he went, <laughs> oh, your father's an engineer. And I was like, holy shit. So a friend went to him and he blew her mind. And so whatever. So I'm going to assume he was right. And then he said, oh, you're working on a big project, aren't you? I go, and, mm. and part of me the whole time is going, mm, he probably, you know, who yeah, isn't working guess, on yeah. some kind of project? Right. Like. Yeah, cooking for, you know, Russia shun up. Maybe that's, yeah. you know, who knows <laughs> yeah. what he's at. But I, and and I went, uh-huh. And he goes, okay, okay. Well, guess what? It's, um, you're going to be happy, he said. You're going to be happy. It's going to, it's come, going to come into fruition this fall or winter, certainly by January. And, okay. So, how does he know? I yeah. don't know, but here's what I decided to do. And this was a mind shift. I went, what if I believed him? Yeah. Cause right now I'm going like, I've spent all this money. I, I, I rented a theater. Like, let's look at this. First of all, develop the script, develop the script three years. It didn't work. It didn't work. Turned it from a one person show into a three person show, turned it into a play. I don't know if it's going to work. Got hired a director, did all this, got the theater, got the, oh, and every step of the way, oh, this is going to work. The actors are going to be shitty. They were amazing. And then it was like, um, oh, God, nobody's going to come. It's COVID. No one's going to come. You know, there's Delta variant. No one's going to come. And every step of the way, then people came, right? And then it had the reading. And at the end of it, I mean, people were laughing, and at the end, they were sobbing. Mm. So it hit home with them. It's 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 like amazing. Mm. And so, what if? And now I'm going like, well, nobody want to produce it. Nobody want this. So what if? What if I can assume what this guy says is true? Mm. Like, what if I just take a leap of faith and go, because then, then, rather than fighting the negativity in my head, like, oh, nobody's going to want this, what if I choose to believe it's true? Mm. And all of a sudden, this huge weight lifted off my chest, and I went, oh, this will be successful. He said, you have to do the work. And I go, well, yeah, I'm always doing the work. But I went, what if I could do the work without the heckler in my head telling me this is all for naught. What if I can let go of that, like, and just embrace and say, the right people are being attracted to this project. So I decided to have an affirmation rather than, oh, nobody's going to want this. I'll never find it. It's still COVID. Theaters aren't open. They're not going to want this. And what if I could just go, the right people are being drawn to this project, period. Yes. And then um, everything lifted for me. Mm-hmm. And then I became curious to who are the right people. And at that moment, I got an email from a producer who said, oh, I heard your project is amazing. I'd love to read it. And I went like, I don't know if this is the right one, but the right one is coming. Yeah, but there's some so, momentum there. There's some momentum there. And that's, yeah, that's there the definitely is momentum. And, and you know, it's, it's 
what a change. So let's, I want to, I'm on a, you know, on this podcast, yeah. Jason, what we all, you and I are such caretakers. We love to help people, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. I mean, both of us are, are very similar that way. So we like to give you guys who are listening to this some tips, mm-hmm. you know, that, that Jason and I glean yeah. from our rambling conversations <laughs> about this, right? Exactly. So, well, one thing I want to point out and, yeah. and, and you kind of hit it right, the nail right on the head, because, you know, one of the things that I do is I film a lot of coaching events, a lot of consulting events, things like that from all different types, business coaches, uh, uh, self-help, uh, life coaches, gurus, all that stuff. And the thing you said about happiness is pretty much everything that they try to turn into the focal point. And that is happiness is a decision. It is a decision that you make. You sit there and you decide to be happy. People who allow happiness and misery to just kind of you know, flow over the top of them and control them, they'll never be happy because they will never make the decision. They will never decide to be happy. You know, one of the, <laughs> one of the most opposite things that I've ever, or one of the craziest things I've ever heard that I have discovered to be very true um, is just the decision of, you know, for especially people who have a lot of anxiety or negative thoughts around their creative work is to literally say, well, what if the opposite were true? What if the opposite were true? What if doing this work isn't miserable? What if I'm not, what if I show up excited? What if I decide to be happy about the thing that I'm about to do? And that's what you've done. You let now, you had a little bit of a, a little bit of lead in with the psychic going, it's all going to work out. So you've got that, you know, in your back pocket, but you don't need the psychic. You just need to make the decision. You just need to say, you know what? I'm going into this with the idea that I'm going to enjoy it, that I'm going to to get value out of it, that I'm going to earn this. You know, you go in with that type of thinking, even if the result isn't what you wanted, the experience is going to gravitate more good things towards you, you know? Oh my God, that's so great. I just got an image while you were talking. Okay. And the image was of an orphan. Mm. And an orphan who's watching other people be adopted, be adopted, watching other people, oh, they didn't pick me, they didn't pick me, they Mm -hmm. didn't pick me. And an orphan going, the right home is coming to me. Exactly. I mean, mean, you can feel the pain of that orphan, right? Yeah. Of watching, Mm -hmm. not being chose, which is hard to do, that the right home is coming to me when when you see everybody else finding the right home and not you. Yeah, well, one of the... A really great thing I heard once, and I've mentioned this before by uh, by this this actually comes from a, a Facebook expert named Adrian Richardson, uh, and I saw her speak at an event, and one of the things she said was that for everyone out there who is offering some sort of uh, solution for other people, some sort of result, some sort of thing, no matter who you are, there is someone out there right now who is crying themselves to sleep tonight because they don't have your solution. And whenever you're working or doing whatever it is that you're creating and you feel down, you feel lost, you feel sad, you need to remember that person and you need to get your ass back to work because they need to find you and you need to find them because your solution is going to save their life. And you don't get to stop until you find that person. Let's go through this Mm because I love that tip. So Mm -hmm. let's just start with that tip. Right. Whatever you're doing. Yeah, it's for yourself. Okay. Yes. But who else is it for? Exactly. And think of that person. I mean, I have to tell you something. 
my play is really about childhood abuse and trauma. Mm. Yeah, it's a comedy. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's a laugh of me. But, but it is. Somehow, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, to take, I made it funny, which made it easier to digest. Mm -hmm. But it is about some heavy stuff that has yeah. happened in my life of uh, abuse at the hands of, uh, of my father. Mm -hmm. and, and which created my desire to become a magician and yeah. where I became the first America's first female magician. Mm. And, and so, so it's difficult to do. So I'd had to do two readings. And after I did the last one reading, I went, I asked myself, do I need to do this? Like, why am I doing this? This is so hard. This is so emotionally draining. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of friends in the audience. And I walked up to a friend of mine and she was sobbing mm -hmm. she was sobbing and she threw her arms around me she said thank you so much for talking about the secrets that nobody talks about mm -hmm. and and i said in my head oh shit i really have to do this because i, I have to do it for yeah. her and for other victims of childhood trauma we all need we all have something or someone we need to escape from Mm. And so that's my first tip is picture that person in your audience because it helps get you out of yourself. Yes. Right? It, it turns it from a self-fulfilling project to a purpose on behalf of someone else. It, turn, it right. goes from, from personal reward to service. And when it turns to service... You'd be surprised how much that's a kick in the ass to get you working the way 100. you working. Number two, number two, if you are miserable, if it's not working, if you're struggling, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing it. Don't mm -hmm. interpret that as this is wrong. Yep. Just keep on going and it'll help you to picture that person who needs your message. Mm. So keep moving forward and just because it's painful, yeah, we talked about sometimes you need to leave, let something sit for a while. I've let this sit for many months and then come back to it. But it doesn't mean to give it up. Mm -hmm. And lastly, something that you said that's so important is happiness is a decision. It's not waiting for everything in your life to line up and you have no stress and everything's great and then I'll be happy. You're delaying your happiness. It's about finding happiness when you're fat, broke, and surrounded by idiots. It's about finding happiness now. Mm -hmm. And fourth, I have the last one, which we haven't done. Mm -hmm. I think on all these projects, we really, you know, obviously people... Um, it, when they read the New Comedy Bible, I have a commitment form. I have them in all my books to email me your commitment. Mm -hmm. Are you going to be doing this until? And a lot of people put a monetary value on until I get a million dollars. And I always go, oh, how can anybody live on a million dollars? But anyway, <laughs> I go like, what? A million, million money till I have all this money. Till I do it, you know, and, and then what? I mean, to me, to me, it's like you have no choice to keep going when, when this is something you were born to do. And so my thought is, is that it's not when you get to the million. It's like when you've worked out a problem with that scene, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. When you turn the very difficult topic into a laugh, oh, I wrote that joke. Mm-hmm. It's a good joke. Okay, let's celebrate. Or, you know, uh, for me, it's going, I made someone cry. I touched somebody. So I think that our projects stop thinking about long-term goals, but a short-term goal and celebrate it. And you mentioned, you know, having a tough day, but you've accomplished a lot and you're Mm -hmm. exhausted and you just go to bed. Maybe before you just go to bed, you take that moment to go, okay, I did this. I, I, I got down to only a hundred emails from 400. Okay. Like, like what is like celebrate Mm. the smaller victories because that will keep your brain focused on the positive. And I'm just going to repeat happiness is a decision. For your special gift, Go to themessageofyou.com. That's themessageofyou.com and get your free one-year subscription to the Message of You University, which is full of lessons to help you find your message and turn it into a book, a TED Talk, or a paid speaking career. That's themessageofyou.com.